Come on, Giannis, let's see him. I don't know about these guys. Huh. Whose idea was this? Listen, Giannis, we get it. They're... They're different. Do I have to wear this out in public? No, no, no. never. Never. <laughs> no, no, no. See, out in the world, you're Nike. But on the couch, you're Hulu has a lot of sports. I do like how they feel on my toes. Wait till you see how they feel in your bank account. Get that money. Hulu has live sports. Get that money. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are streaming live from the beautiful city of Las Vegas. It is your host, Addison. Welcome to a brand new edition of From the Jump, episode 105 of From the Jump. And of course, if this is your first time listening, I want to say thank you for tapping into the podcast. Thank you for streaming the podcast. We are streaming on all digital platforms, Spotify iHeartMedia, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, Podbean, wherever podcasts are distributed. That's where you can definitely find our show. Of course, hit us up on that search bar at From the Jump. Also, I made the announcement last podcast that if you have not done so, if you would like to leave me a message about anything that I've said, whether or not you agree, disagree, and or you just want to talk your ish on the podcast, there is a link in the description, of course, when it says you know, what the episode is about for today's episode, there is a link in the description that you can click and that it'll allow you to leave me a message. And on the next podcast, you know, whoever leaves me a message and I'm going to continue to say it, whoever leaves me a message, I will definitely play it on air and or either answer your question or answer to whatever it is that you had to say. But that is another feature that we have been introducing to the podcast for 2020. But of course, you know, we got a heavy, heavy sports podcast today. Of course, you know, it's a lot going on in the sports world right now. Of course, all the leagues are getting shut down. So, of course, today on today's episode, we will talk about that and the significance as to why these leagues need to be shut down. Not playing without fans, not continuing to keep revenue, shut it down. Of course, we'll talk about the NFL players not being allowed to change their vote in the, in the CBA looming. Would the players vote yes or no? And also, is Dak Prescott worthy of being the richest quarterback in NFL history? Listen up! It's from the jump. But of course, starting off today's show, you know we got to talk about the NFL and the NFLPA and their owners. Now, of course, the NFLPA and the owners have been going back and forth on a proposed new CBA deal that is set to be unrolled this year. And of course, they said that today was supposed to be the day that all the votes were supposed to be due. Well, apparently that got moved back to Saturday. Now, for various reasons, I'm sure to allow you know those that have not voted to vote. But again, the NFL has said that the players will not be able to change their vote in spite of the deadline being moved from today to Saturday. Also, the franchise tag deadline has been extended as well to March 16th, which is Monday at 11.59 a.m. Now, of course, the proposed 456-page CBA that has been discussed includes a, a regular season that would include 17 games. Of course, the players' portion of the league's revenue split you know, with the owners would go up from 47% to almost 48.5%. And also... Um, that 17th game game check will be fully guaranteed. So I think in, in the beginning, I don't think they were guaranteeing everybody's 17th game check. And I believe that they will. Now, it says that if the CBA is not approved, teams can use franchise and transition tags in 2020. The deadline for the franchise tags was changed so that teams would not have to use both tags and then rescind one. If the new CBA is passed, the NFL owners have already approved the new principal terms for a new 10-year CBA plan. So at the end of the day, if the players vote yes on this, everything will be going into effect this season. Now, 
Will the players vote yes or no on this new CBA? Again, if you're asking me from an outside perspective, if I'm the players, I would say no to the CBA because, again, as I said, you're the product. You are the leverage. And in this situation with the NFL, you have a league who wants to expand its revenue, again, for everything else that is surrounding the game. Seems like they can eat off of it outside of the players. Again, I play football. I understand how long a football season is. Football is very gruesome. It's very long. It's very tiresome, and it requires a lot out of you. Most of these guys, you know, start these programs in January, February. Then you have your spring practices, and then right after that, of course, you get a little break, and then, of course, you, you get into your summer, you know, your summer work. And then right after that, it's the season, and the season typically is from August or July for a lot of – I remember back in the day, it was July, basically up until – you know, December, January. And then again, you know, if you're a good team like the Patriots, you know, one of those elite teams, you're playing football basically into February. So again, if I'm a player, I'm saying no to the CBA. However, for that bottom half of those guys, you don't know what they're going to pick. Again, for a lot of those guys, you know, outside of the J.J. Watts and the Patrick Mahomes, you know, those guys who will be set in this league, the superstars of the league, there's a lot of guys, a better half of the league, that don't get those million-dollar game checks, game in and game out. So, again, if you're one of those bottom-half players and you're looking at this new CBA, you're looking at it like, hmm, I understand it's a lot. It's a lot of terminology, but do I want to play 17 games? Of course, of course, they probably will move the preseason back. I'll get a little bit more of the revenue split between us and the owners. Again, again, an increase in salary for the practice squad guys. So, again, for the bottom-half guys, increase in salary. Is this something that I, I want? And as a player, you got to think business, not necessarily emotional. So after, what is this? I think it says Saturday, Sunday, we could very well have a decision. We could know whether or not the players are either going to vote yes or no. Me personally, I feel like the players are going to vote yes on the CB. I think there are a better half of players that feel strongly about it than, than don't feel strongly about you know, the proposed CBA about playing a 17th game. I think most players feel like, okay, if we're going to play a 17th game, guarantee the game check. So again, I'm willing to see what happens, but the NFL and the NFL PA decision will be happening this weekend. And whether or not it is passed or failed, a decision is going to be made straight up. But keeping with the NFL, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, according to the Dallas Morning News, has been offered a contract with the average value of $33 million per year. Now, of course, as it says, a part of this deal, the Cowboys are willing to guarantee Dak Prescott $105 million overall in the deal. Now, according to Pro Football Talk, if Dak Prescott chooses to sign this deal, of course, it'll be the richest contract in league history in terms of the guaranteed money at the time of the signing and of course it you know would be more than Russell Wilson and also for Aaron Rodgers now for Dak Prescott the deal will basically come with a lot of signing bonuses and fully guaranteed salaries and also you know roster bonuses of course incentives if whatnot he makes the Pro Bowl that kind of deal but regardless an average value of 33 million dollars would put him at the top of the list amongst the elite quarterbacks so it will put him amongst the Aaron Rodgers and, uh, you know, the, the Russell Wilsons and the Jared Goffs, like, it would put him in that list. Now, of course, if Dak Prescott does not accept the Dallas Cowboys offer, they probably will be franchise tagging him. And again, as I said, with the new CBA about to pass, you know, who knows what is getting ready to transpire. Now, it's 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 been debated week in, week out, all year since the time Dak has became the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. 
Is Dak Prescott worthy of a max contract? Now, of course, his 2019 stats, 2020 stats, 4,900 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, only threw 11 interceptions. He had a 65% passing percentage and also a 99.7 QBR rating, of course, which was his best career stats. Now, of course, the amongst top paid quarterbacks in the NFL, Matt Ryan is the highest with five years, $150 million. Russell Wilson is behind him at four years, $140 million. Jimmy Garoppolo, five years, $137 million. Matthew Stafford for the Detroit Lions, four years, $135 million. Aaron Rodgers, five years, $134 million. And Jared Goff at four years, $134 million. And again, that guaranteed number is essentially what Dak is asking for. And again, you know, Jared Goff at $33 million a year, Aaron Rodgers at $33 million a year, Matt Ryan at $30 you know, million a year. Dak Prescott feels like he's better than Jared Goff. Dak Prescott feels like he's better than Kirk Cousins. Dak Prescott probably right now feels like he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo was paid prior to him even taking a 49ers to the Super Bowl. So if you ask me, if you're the Dallas Cowboys and you're Jerry Jones, you got to write the check. Again, this is the Dallas franchise quarterback we're talking about. Now, is he better than Tom Brady right now? No. Is he better than Russell Wilson right now? No. Is he better than Aaron Rodgers right now? No. However, here's a strong however. I will say, debatably, he's probably better than Jared Goff. He's probably better than Kirk Cousins. And he's probably better than Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Because, you know, from what we've seen, in my mind, Dak, when given the opportunity, and of course, he's had moments when he's had <gasps> hiccups. However... I personally feel like Dak, statistic-wise, if you compare our stats between the Jared Goffs and Jimmy Garoppolo, his stats measure up. And again, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you have to look long-term in the future. And I know, you know, the draft is coming up. There's quite a few quarterbacks in that draft. So Jerry could very well be peaking at that draft if, in fact, Dak Prescott does not, you know, decide to sign his deal. But regardless of the situation, Dak is going to be franchise tag. I believe that is what's going to happen with the Dallas Cowboys, I don't think Dak Prescott will be signing this deal. I think Dak wants a higher guaranteed value. Maybe he's looking at that $35 million range at the Russell Wilson range. Again, probably Dak wants to reset the quarterback. And above all and everything, he's the Dallas Cowboys franchise quarterback. You have to pay him. They paid Tony Romo. Pay Dak Prescott, Jerry. But don't you move. Up next one from the jump, we will discuss the NCAA, NBA, NHL, and also the MLB suspending their leagues. Listen up. It's from the jump. Show me reality. TV. Where my hobbits at? Play Lord of the Rings. Play my straight out of the Shire playlist. I want to see the king. Find LeBron. Search more cartoons. Play the last OG. Take me to the streets. Play Sesame Street. Nom, 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 nom. Me want more cookies. Soft and cookie-like on the inside. Find the things you love with the voice command. Introducing AT&T TV. With live TV and access to streaming apps, visit att.com slash TV. Ah, Domino's. The Domino's Tracker now has GPS with delivery alerts, so we don't catch you before you're ready. Hey, time of your life, huh, kid? It's about to be. Try it next time you get any two or more medium two-topping pizzas delivered for just $5.99 each. We've gotten lazy, but we were made to move. So move more, live more. Degree Motion Sense, made to move.
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fresh off the advertisement break. Of course, it is your host, Addison, welcoming you back to a brand new episode of From the Jump, episode 105 to be exact. And of course, we are on all digital platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia, Stitcher, Deezer, Podbean. So wherever podcasts are distributed, that's definitely where we are. So definitely keep tapping in with us. And of course, tell a friend to tell a friend. But of course, you know, we got to get right into it, of course, with the national story that broke yesterday. And that is the NBA, of course. You know, the nation, you know, has been captivated by this coronavirus pandemic. But of course, the NBA yesterday said that it will be suspending its season until further notice. Now, the NBA came out with a statement yesterday after Rudy Gobert, Utah Jazz player, tested positive for the coronavirus, stating that the NBA is suspending game plan. Um, basically the following of all the games that were played yesterday. And it says that also the NBA will use this time to determine the next steps for moving forward in regarding to the coronavirus pandemic. Now, of course, they also said guard. Uh, Donovan Mitchell also tested positive for the coronavirus as well. Now, of course, this transpired right before the Utah Jazz and Oklahoma City Thunder were set to tip off. Now, if that game tipped off and Donovan Mitchell would have played, everybody on that court would have been infected with this coronavirus. So I believe that the NBA, everything happened yesterday exactly how it was supposed to happen. And I think the NBA acted swiftly and promptly and did exactly what they were supposed to do. I thought the NBA at this point was going to try to play the games with no fans because, again, they still have the TV revenue with NBA TV contracts. So there was still buy-in there. And, again, we still were going to watch. You know, it may not have been fans at the game, but we were still we're going to watch the NBA even if the fans weren't in the stands. But I believe the NBA did a right thing here by saying, you know what? This is bigger than just, you know, a dollar at this point. It's bigger than a win and a loss. It's bigger than seeing the Lakers win or the Cl- it's bigger than that. It's we have a situation going on globally, not just in a specific country or the specific region that needs attention. And you know what? Let's go ahead and pause for the sake of the cause. And at the end of the day, I can agree more with the NBA than I can with the NCAA. Now, the NCAA, on the other hand, had to double back. Because yesterday, if you don't know, if you, if you weren't paying attention, the NCAA came out and said that, of course, that they would, you know, just be banning fans from the game. Now, the NBA yesterday suspended the league. They suspended play. The NCAA yesterday came out with a strong stance and said, hey, we're still going to go on. We're still going to play the tournament games without the fans. And, of course, I believe, as they saw last night with the NBA coming down with their, you know, judgment, if you will. And, of course, after Rudy Gobert tested positive and also Donovan Mitchell, the NCAA doubled back today and said that they have called off all men's and women's basketball tournaments as a part of to complete the cancellation of all remaining spring and winter championships. Now, of course, they said that this decision is based upon the evolving COVID-19 public health threat, our ability to ensure the event does not contribute to spread of the pandemic and the impracticability of hosting such event at a time like this during the academic year, given ongoing decisions by other entities, says the NCAA. And of course, this came out today. And of course, the final four was set to be held in Atlanta, which of course, the national championship game would have been held on April 6th. Now, Was the NCAA right at this point to cancel the NCAA tournament? I believe that the NCAA was right to cancel the NCAA tournament. And I believe the NCAA should have canceled it from the very beginning. When they saw that the NBA, and I don't think they should have even reacted until the NBA reacted. Because at the end of the day, as it stood, and again, there were games, tournament games, Pac-12 games that were going on. There were ACC tournament games that were transpiring yesterday. So there were fans that were coming to these games. And you didn't want this situation. You didn't want to be the heavy, be the, the, the arena or the event that the pandemic happens to spread. And so with this situation, I believe the NCAA was right by canceling all of them. 
I know the Power Five, the SEC, Big 12, Pac-10, they all came out today and was like, hey, we're not playing in our tournament games, right? Because the, 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 the president basically said, oh, no, we're still going to play. We just won't have fans in the stands. But then you had the tournaments, you know, and the Power Five come out today and say, hey, look, we're not even going to take a chance with it. We're going to cancel. So as a result, the NCAA then came out with a statement and said, all the events will be canceled. And this really sucks for the NCAA players. It really sucks for all those young men and young women simply because of the fact that they don't get a paycheck. They don't get reimbursed. The NBA players are on a payroll. They're on a salary. They're going to get that money. These guys, these college athletes, they don't get that. What about the seniors that played? And the, and, and the tournament was their chance to ultimately win a national championship because some ain't going to the NBA. And for some sports, they don't have professional leagues like the NBA or the NFL or the MLB and or the NHL for that matter. So in this situation, what happens to those kids? I mean, again, this situation, it's, it's, it's a global pandemic. So, I mean, it's nothing you can really do about it. But at the same time, it sucks for these NCAA kids because, for one, they were going to happen. They were going to be playing. And I think Charles Barkley came out with a statement yesterday basically saying that, you know, he thinks that the Turner and everybody shouldn't be allowing the kids to play. And I, I, I believe after yesterday and, of course, seeing all the other leagues, and again, the MLB said that they will be delaying theirs for two weeks as well as they try to figure out what's going on. And, of course, the NCAA, not the NCAA, I'm sorry, the NHL has also said that they will pause all immediate play, you know, until they kind of can get a handle on what exactly is going on. So again, as I said, I mean, when, when you look at this situation for everybody, I think the best possible solution at those large arena gatherings was to shut it down. Now, whether or not that's for a month, two months, however long that is, whether or not it's two weeks and the thing goes away, however long it takes, so be it. But at this point right now, this is a serious situation. And again, there isn't a lot going on because again, all the leagues are shut down. So of course, this podcast is going to be very short, but of course, we are streaming on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartMedia, these are wherever podcasts are. That's where we are. So definitely continue to keep tapping in with us. And as I digress, and I want to say this before I leave you, of course, before we go on to the next episode. While the nation, of course, is captivated with the COVID-19 or the coronavirus, it's times like these where I feel like we actually should be coming together. No pun intended. By the sports leagues canceling their season until further notice only highlights the true you know, nature of this situation. However, I feel like at this time right now, it's the time to take precaution. It's the time to clean up, not necessarily your hands and your face, but also your house, your car, anything that you could potentially have come in contact with. And above all and everything, if you see your neighbor to the right of you or to the left of you struggling, don't look at them sideways. Don't look at them crazy. Just remove yourself from the situation. It's your host, Addison, episode 105 of From the Jump. We out.